back to my podcast, Coffee with Kim. Thank you for joining me today. It is always a pleasure to have you join me and spend time with me. Remember, this is the time where you can grab your coffee, your tea, whatever you have in your cup, sit back and relax and enjoy the conversation. So today, 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 I have a very special person with me. So, you know, the last podcast, I had a very special person with me. But today I have a very, very special person with me, my dearest friend, um, a person who's been with me through the good, the bad, the ugly, the ups and the downs, um, has had my back, loved me through my ugliness um, and everything else. My best friend, Tiffany Hillman is here with me today. And Tiffany is going to, we're just going to have a little girl's time. We're going to chit chat about things that are important to us girls, um, things that we've been through together, um, how we've held each other up and done amazing things for each other. And it's it's been reciprocal. It, it's not one way. Our relationship is definitely not a one-way street. So today, I just want to Thank you for joining me today, Tiffany. Thank you for taking the time out to be here with me on my podcast. You are so welcome. Yes, this is going to be fun. We always have fun. We have fun every time we talk. So, of course, this will be like no other time. It'll be (laughs) amazing. Okay. So, I I just want to say, you know, let's just start kind of at the beginning. Okay. Let's start at the beginning how we met. It was just an amazing time, I think, in both of our lives. But I believe you were pregnant with your son when I met you for the very first time. Yes, I was uh, probably three or four months pregnant with Tevin. Okay. And um, had heard your name, of course, um, but didn't really know you know you. Mm -hmm. And you invited Mm -hmm. me to lunch. Right. Yes. You know, and the funny story about being invited to lunch, folks, when I would invite people to lunch, it was typically um, because I needed to like deal with them. (laughs) And so anybody and everybody that knew me would say, don't go to lunch with her. Okay. (laughs) But since I didn't know you, I didn't know better. Right. (laughs) You didn't know any better. Right. You didn't know any better. And so uh, I remember um, uh, your husband and my husband, they were really good friends. I had known your your husband at the time um, for a very long time. And um, he wanted you to meet me or to get to know me and all that. And the thing about it is, you know, I I had known his his wife prior and we had had a relationship. Um, I was a godmother to one of their kids. And so. you know, we weren't best friends or anything, but we knew each other and we dealt with each other. And so um, he wanted us to get to know one another. And, you know, I was good with that. Yeah. And so I invited you to lunch. And so, we, you know, we, we talk about this all the time, but of course our listeners don't know. So tell me what was on your mind when, <laughs> when uh, I invited you to lunch? So first of all, I had an attitude because I was like, what? Why? I don't know her. And I was a big time introvert at the time. Wow. Huge. So being invited to lunch and I wasn't sure whether you were catty or trying to pick my brain mm-hmm. or, and I was, we, I was not a first lady at the time. 
Um, mm-hmm. He was in ministry, but he wasn't. Was he a minister at that time? He was. He was a minister. Was a minister. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't. I don't recall. He might have. I been. think he had just started. I think he had just started. I think he had just started, and I think right after. Yeah, I, I think I think he had just started. So, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't brought up in the church. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, okay, what does she want? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, she ain't going to get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to eat and be polite, but it was right. a very good lunch. Like we had a really good yeah. time. So it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't as bad as I thought, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. And um, you, yeah, somebody kind of intimidated it. because I didn't I didn't know you. I didn't know you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I'm even inviting you to lunch because you know I I won't say that I was an introvert at the time, but I wasn't a very sociable person. I think I had invited you out to lunch because. Um, at that time, your husband, he he asked me to, he wanted me to talk to you because he knew he was getting into ministry and all these things. And so he, you know, he wanted you to, I guess, be with a person who's, <laughs> you know, I guess he thought I knew what I was doing as a first lady. Right. I was still learning at the time. Right. You know, and so it was, it was um it, it was a little uncomfortable for me too, mm-hmm. but you know, he was a friend. So, you know, I, I was going to make that happen, but I just remember like spending that time with you and realizing what an amazing person you really were. You know, you, at first you, you know, you were a little reserved. Extremely. I'm sure. You this? Why am I eating right. her? Yeah. It was probably like right. pulling teeth. I'm sure. Yeah. At, eventually you started talking and I think once it flowed, it flowed. And then we, you know, we started being there for each other, calling each other, spending time together, yeah. which made it easier to get to know you and then to discover, wow, what an amazing person. And I think at that time I didn't really have friends. I really didn't have, I mean, like I had my old high school friends, you know, and then like I had my my church friends and then I had, um, you know, some people that I knew, but I didn't really have a girlfriend, a good girlfriend. Yeah. You know, I didn't have that. And I think at that point I was like, wow, this is something new for me. Yeah. This is something new and refreshing. So we started spending time together. And to make a long story short, here we are at 20. How old is your son? 25. Yeah. So like 26 years later, you know, here we are and we're still going strong. We have loved each other through some difficult times. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) You know, so we, we didn't know each other. Not at all. Let me ask you a question. Uh What was the turning point? What was the turning point in our relationship? If if you can pinpoint a certain event or time or thing, what what would you say the turning point was in our relationship, getting to know each other when you knew this is going to be my girl, this is going to be my best friend? You know, there were several different ones. Um, w- the one um, 
the first one I would say was, um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but we had, we must've had like a five hour conversation on the phone because we were not really phone friends. Right. But we were on the phone and you said, girl, do you know it's two o'clock in the, in the, in the morning? And I'm like, is it? Like we stayed on the phone no. for hours. Do you remember that? I do now. Yeah. We stayed on the phone for hours <laughs> and we had little kids. So I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> right. Probably sleep. Yeah. And it was a Saturday night. She was like, girl, we got to get up in the morning. It is the morning. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that was one of the times where I hung up the phone and I was like, wow, that that's really cool. Um, yeah. That's my girl. Like, for real, for real. Um, yeah. That was one time. There was a, a, and I don't know where this fell, because it all meshes together as you get older. Yeah, I don't know why. But yeah. um, finding out something traumatic had happened to you, and I didn't know. You had been on my mind all that week, but it was busy. It was crazy. And I hadn't, I hadn't called you. And Ronnie mm -hmm. um, kept saying, have you talked to your friend? Have you talked to your friend? Have you talked to your friend? And I kept saying, no, leave me alone. Like I'm busy. <laughs> Back up. Um, and me calling you and finding out that something really bad had happened. And he didn't tell me. Mm -hmm. When I tell you I went up one side of him and down the other. <laughs> wow. I, I think that was probably the first time I really like linked together some really um, unholy words. <laughs> and like really like I laid him out. Like I was so pissed off that my friend had gone through something and you'd never said anything to me. And you knew mm -hmm. it. You were protecting your friend, but what about my friend? Right. I was like livid. Um, and I remember, yeah, like I, I never felt like I left work that day. Like I only yeah. left work for RJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because he was getting in trouble, right? I, was so I would always leave work for RJ, but that was it. And wow. yeah, I left work that I remember leaving work that day to find you. Wow. Yeah. You know, wow, that's that's amazing. That takes us back. And it's funny you mentioned that because um, on a podcast previous to this one, um, my husband and I talked about relationship trauma and some things that we had gone through in our marriage. Yeah. And we talked about that. And I, and I say often that you know, I'm no longer held hostage by um, my past and the things that I've experienced. I'm made stronger. I'm better. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm wiser. Yeah. I have more to share now. And so we talked about what was going on in our in our marriage. So if, if listeners, if you want to know, you have to go back to that previous uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we talked about trauma in our marriage and the things that we had um, gone through. And I tell you, Tiffany, I remember you coming to help me that day. I was in a whirlwind and I remember just being in a crazy place. My mind was all over the place. Um, in, the in the podcast pre previous to this one, we talked about being embarrassed and 
not knowing what to do. I talked about being angry. And I remember you came to my side and you were there for me and you just let me, I don't even know what I was talking about, saying, crying, cussing, whatever it was. Going to check off all the boxes. Right. Check, check, check. (laughs) All of that. And you were there for me. You were there for me. And I remember thinking, this is truly my friend. This is truly my friend. And I realized that you did not know. And, you know, it was funny because you said you were angry with um, with your ex-husband for not telling you. I was in such turmoil at the time. I didn't even notice that nobody knew. It was a couple people who had tried to reach out to me, but I wasn't trying to talk to them because yeah. I just felt like they were just trying to get in the business. Yeah, yeah. And um, and here I am, slup, slup, slup. I don't know nothing. <laughs> Right. But but when you found out, you came to a sister and you you took care of me. You and, and I remember knowing at that time, you know, because I know that me, who I am, I can be a good friend. I can be a great friend. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, I had a problem with letting other people be good, a good friend to me. Yeah. And I, I had a podcast a while back that talked about friendship. And I and I think I talked about how. Sometimes, you know, it's easy for you to be a a good friend to somebody else, but it causes you to be vulnerable when you have to allow someone else to nurture you and help you lick your wounds and help you pick yourself up and get back into the saddle so you can keep going. And so I think at that time I knew this is my girl. She's got me. She loves me. You had my back. You had my confidence. I could talk to you and tell you how I was feeling, you know, what was going on with me. And so that was so special to me to know that you were there with me. You know, you had me. And I'm telling you, I don't know what I would have done. I I don't think I would be I would have been able to really go forward if I hadn't had that type of support from another woman yeah, or another sister. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, it's one thing to get it from your mama, your auntie, and even my own blood sister at that time. I, I couldn't get it. You know, I couldn't get it from in-laws. I, I, could, I had to get it from somebody who was going to come. And I felt like you just took these beautiful wings and you just covered me. You know, you just covered me with your love and your understanding. You never let your opinion of things, how you felt about things, you never let any of that get in the way of taking care of me. You know, and that's the kind of friendship that we as women need. Yeah. We need that type of, there's so many women out there and we could just be in all this horrible competition whose hips are the biggest, the smallest, whose waistline is better. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Different subject, please. <laughs> Whose hair and you know all this kind of stuff, yes. but when we overlook all of that crap, yeah, and we can look into the eyes of our friend mm-hmm. and say, "Girl, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Don't you worry." Yeah, and 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 then I think the biggest part of that for me was the fact that you had my confidence. You took you you kept my confidence. You know, I never heard anything anything I said to you in confidence. I never heard it anywhere else, never heard it anywhere else, you know? And so that meant 
the world to me. That meant the world to me. So, you know, girl, I know I've thanked you before, but hey, I'm going to thank you again 25, 26 years later. <laughs> I, I'm doing the Shirley Temple pose. Okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and so, you know, thinking back on on these times, you know, we've had each other's back or what what people say, having having a person's back. But, you know, you sometimes have to really think about that. What does that really mean to have another person's back? So what do you think, you know, as far as your, your friend, your bestie, your girl, what does it mean to have her back? You know what, for me, it's always been. Um just being there and listening. Um, and I will tell you when you're wrong, I'll, I'll tell you that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You do. You suck. No, we're not doing that today. Okay. Right. I'm gonna let you whine for 45 minutes, but after this at, by two o'clock, I'm gonna need you to be over this. Um, just being there. I remember during that time telling you, um, Whatever you want to do, I got you. Yeah. You want to leave? I got you. If you want to yeah. stay, I'm good with that too. If you want me to make a phone call, I got a couple <laughs> of brothers down the street. I can do that too. I remember I telling you that. Yeah. And I was dead yeah. serious. <laughs> but my biggest thing was to let you know that you're supported. And and you've always done that for me too. Like there's nothing off the table with mm-hmm. your best friend. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, see, I can't even say it because we're we're being recorded. So I could tell you anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to worry about being judged or nope. worrying about hearing it from somewhere else. Or nope. you know, the worst thing is to throw it back in somebody's face at a bad time. You know, I can yes. be in a conversation and somebody shares something with you and they throw it back in your face in front of somebody yes. else. Like we've never, mm-hmm. never, like that's never no. happened ever. Never happened. In the whole 26 some odd years that we've been friends. Never happened. We've never, we've never even think, no. thrown it back in each other's faces to each other. No, 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 never, never, ever, ever. We've never done never that. Never done that. I think because the bond our bond as as friends as sisters yeah we call each other sister friend we are sisters you know sisters from a different mister and mother you know it's like we are so bonded that if you're hurting i'm hurting if i'm hurting you're hurting and so it would be foolishness for me to throw something up in your face to make you feel worse about something you're going through um, because it's only gonna it, it's only gonna make me feel bad too because I feel you. Yeah, you know there have been times where we've been going through some things and we didn't even call each other and girl we pick up the phone and go mm, what's up what's up what's up yeah what's up <laughs> something's up what, what's going on yes you know? yes and so those are things that are so special in friendships yes and real deal. I mean, we got a serious grown up, grown woman friendship. Yes. We've been through so many things in our lives and we've overcome so many things that, you know, we appreciate. And I think what it is, is that we have a great appreciation for each other. Yep. And I think we have 
ultimate, I know I have the ultimate respect for you. The ultimate, you have done things, Tiffany, um, and recovered, and you've taught me how to bounce back in areas and not linger in things. Um, but you have done things that I have admired so much. And we'll probably get into it with some other questions I'm going to ask you a little later. Um, but I just, you're so amazing. You know, you're so amazing to me. And um, it's amazing that you've been able to do the things that you do and navigate, you know, the things that you've navigated, make the decisions that you've made for your life and really stand in them. You know, a lot of times people make decisions about themselves or for themselves and they kind of waver back and forth. But you've always been that person. You know, I always talk about your list, your checkoff list. You know, we like, boy, girl, you got a list. <laughs> you started me to make it a list. You know, I'm like, I think this list thing must be working. So <laughs> you a list, you know, things you were checking off. I was like, I think I need to make a list, Honey. you know. But I'm telling you, the things that I have learned, and not because you sat down and said, hey, Kim, this is the way you do this or do that. But me just observing and watching and listening to you and just being with you. I mean, I've learned so much and I've grown in so many ways. So I don't, I don't even know what to say about my gratefulness and thankfulness for you being my friend after all these years. It's just been amazing. It has been. been. I it, it absolutely has been. It yes. absolutely has been. I cannot so for, imagine my life without you. I can't. Yeah. We, we say that all the time, but it's the truth. Yeah. I say the, the first truth. one that dies, you suck. Whoever does uh. be here without <laughs> the other one, like, I. It would just be miserable. Like, what, what is going on with my life? Right. Miserable. Miserable. I remember when I had COVID, I remember you You were just like, uh-uh. No. no. What's going on? No. <laughs> And I learned how that you were checking in with the kids and you were calling them. <laughs> I have never called on Jesus so much on somebody else's behalf. I'm like, no, you can't take her. She can't breathe. Assist. She can't breathe. <laughs> I, oh my God. You would call me and I would be, I couldn't even talk. Out of breath. After Out of breath. I remember the conversation. Right. This is so funny. Seven minutes and 32 seconds. Wow. That's how long you can yeah. talk before you start breathing hard. Yeah. And it wow. scared the daylights out of me. I was like, all right, Lord, uh, we're going to have to have a talk. <laughs> 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 I tried to call him to the car. Let me tell you something, what you're not doing. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Father God. <laughs> I'm going to need my friend. I, for, I think for me, <laughs> having my friends back, means I don't care what you do. <laughs> it don't even matter. <laughs> I'm going to take you and hide you. <laughs> wow. I'm going to cover you no, no. no matter what. I don't care if you right or wrong. You're just going to be my wrong friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell you you're wrong and we're going to talk about it. But I'm going to take you, hide you, shine you up real good, make you look good and put you out there. But no one will ever know as long as, as, as if I have control over it, they will. I will hide the body and no one will ever know. Okay. They, <laughs> no one will ever know. That's how I have your back. I. No one will ever know. They'll never know. 
You know what? We are going to go ahead and break for a commercial right now. But when we come back, I want to talk about a couple situations or uh, subject matters um, as it relates to us being friends and some things that changed, um, like your location where you live now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to do that when we come back. We're going to go to a commercial right now. Do you have a business, brand, or even a creative idea? Power Media Network can help you design a strategy to make your brand impactful. Visit www.powermedianetwork.com today to schedule a free consultation. Power Media Network, next level media. All right, so we are back. We're back with the podcast. Thank you again for joining me with Coffee with Kim, the podcast. Thank you for taking the time out and spending time sitting back, relaxing, and enjoying the conversation. So again, I'm here with my my best friend, Tiffany, and we've been friends for over 26 years now. And we're just talking about um, friendship, talking about how our friendship started and the the turning points in our relationship, what, what happened in our relationship that helped us to know, made us know that yeah, this is my girl. She's got my back. We talked about having each other's back. Um, but one of the things that I want to talk about right now, you know, there was a point where, you know, you had made a decision for your life that, you know, you you were going to divorce. And so you did that. And when you divorced, because, you know, let me, I digress. Let me say this. We saw each other every week. Yes. Every week, every week I came to your house and cleaned your sink, washed your dishes. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> oh, how I miss her. Sunday, that was like, you know, my fun thing to do, right? <laughs> On a Sunday afternoon, go figure, right? You know, and so, but after you made the decision to get divorced, you had also made another decision that you were going to move back up north where you, where you live, where you grew up. And, um, oh, that was so difficult for me. Lord Jesus, that was hard for me. It was hard for a couple reasons um, because another good, good friend of ours had just had a stroke. And um, so we were dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Then we we're dealing with you leaving. Yep. And it, that was hard for me because I think I got a little mad because I felt like, Wow, I opened myself up to being a friend, having a friend, and letting someone else be a friend to me. And now she's gone. How does that work? You know, how how does that work? Um, but what I didn't know was that we were going to be able to keep the friendship going. You know, we were gonna be able to keep the conversations going, keep the laughter going, keep the support going, have each other's back and those things that we needed to do for each other as friends, as sisters. And so I, I thank God we were able to do that. I thank God for things like FaceTime and things like uh, cell phones and, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and airplanes where we can get on an airplane and go visit each other, oh, yeah. you know, and see each other and, and continue to support one another. But I want to talk a bit about how, <clears throat> when that happened, when you left, I know there there was a dynamic in our relationship that changed. Well, the dynamic was that now you you were no longer married and I was still married. 
You know, and you hear people say all the time, oh, you know, married women shouldn't be friends with single women, yeah. you know, yeah, and that type of thing. And and don't get me wrong, not that I was going to act on that, but it did come back to my mind. And I was thinking it almost scared me because I thought, oh, my God, am I not supposed to be friends with my, my best friend anymore because she's not married? Right. How does that work, God? But this is the thing I love about you is that even though you were no longer married, one thing, you weren't bitter. You weren't bitter about not being married anymore, you know, and you still did not let me get away with any foolishness just because I was still married. (laughs) No, I did not. You still checked me. You know, when I needed to be checked. On the regular. Thank you very much. Sometimes harder than others. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but you were that friend. You didn't change in that way. The only thing I think that really did change was the fact that, yeah, Tiffany's not married anymore. Kim is still married. Um, And we no longer live 10, 15 minutes from each other. Yeah. You know, but the relationship, I really believe you tell me what you think. I feel like the relationship um, got stronger. I think our appreciation and love for one another, I feel like it it grew. It expanded, you know, because now we really had to work at being friends and being there for each other and making time for one another. We really had to work on that. You know, and put some effort into it. You know, so what are your thoughts on that? Because you and I were not really, we weren't really phone friends. Mm-hmm. Like we were the two that would get together or chirp one another. That tells you how old our relationship. Because you would just start talking on a chirp. You would just be in my purse, just be like, "Girl, blah, 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 blah. hey, that next tell yes. <laughs> for one penny." <laughs> Um, and so moving out here, um, let me go back. Um, I was scared. I was so afraid Mm -hmm. of being, um, feeling lonely if Mm. you know what I'm saying. But what I felt in LA was that if I stayed there, like there was no one there, but my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And at least if I went home, I would have my family, I would have help. I would have support as far as the boys were concerned. Um, And I wasn't getting that in Southern California. I I could not stay there and let, you know, the holidays come up, you know, Mm -hmm. and up the kids, they go to his family and I'm sitting there looking like Wilhelmina lump lump Um, or pushing myself off on, on one of my friends and being at their home. I just felt out of place. And I didn't, I didn't like that year that I was really going back and forth with it, whether I was going to move or not. Um, I realized that it wasn't for me. Like it was time, it was time to let it go. Wow. And I wanted to stay until RJ graduated high school, but I thought, you know, for my whole entire married life, everyone was first. Yeah. Everybody. If it wasn't the church, it was the husband or the sons. It was never Tiffany. Mm. And for the first time in my adult life, 
you know, after marriage, I was like, no, I'm going to choose me. What's going to be better for Tiffany? Yes. And being better for Tiffany was moving. Mm. And I was leaving behind some really wonderful people. But my thought was, if they are who they say they are, they're still going to be that to me. Wow. Wow. That I won't be the only one checking in with everybody. Because remember, I moved from Berkeley to LA. So I learned already who my lifelong friends were. A lot of people did not keep up with checking in and checking out, you know. Right. And so when I realized that they weren't checking on me, I stopped checking on them. And I just applied the same rule to moving out here. If they wasn't calling to check on me, stop checking on them. Wow. And little by little, it just like, you know, there's only been a couple of friends from LA. But you know what I I like? I like what you just said. You, You said you chose you. You chose Tiffany. You know, and I think as women, moms and wives and 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 daughters and and aunties and all these hats that we wear we you know first ladies you mentioned that yeah. you know we can be so guilty of putting ourselves last yes we can be so guilty of putting ourselves last and you know that was a very courageous thing that you did was to put yourself first because think about it if for years and years and years you've been so used to putting yourself last, that's a comfortable place to be. It's wonderful. You know, standing in the back of, of the line yes. is a very comfortable place to be. But when you move yourself up to the front of the line, sometimes that that can be a little scary. Very scary. Because you know? now all everything was on me. Every decision, every everything. At least when I had a partner. It was a decision between two people stepping out as a single parent now making decisions on where we're moving, how much I'm buying this house for just all these great big life decisions, Um, moving jobs like painful, but necessary because I, I, I had to choose me. Yeah. I had, you know, stay, keep alive and stay alive and be, happy with the decisions I made. And I knew that if I stayed in LA, I would just be depressed. And I was not trying to be depressed or sad or bitter. I've mm. seen, I've seen bitter and I was not yeah. going to do that. Right. You know, it's funny you say that you've seen bitter. And in my last podcast, I talked about, do you remember that women's conference that we went to? I, I said, I wasn't going to mention with the teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> and I talked about, how the last speaker got up and made us move our seats. Yes. And so I ended up sitting by this lady who um, who was not having a good time. I don't think she had got her deliverance. No. <laughs> and so I talked about how, you know, the speaker was saying, tell your neighbor this and tell your neighbor that. And I kept looking at her, hey, do this, do that. Because I was feeling good at that point. Yeah. And she was just, she wasn't having it. She just kept looking at me like, why are you talking to me? Right. You know, and and I remember at some point just being like, yeah, well, God, why did I, I came here and, and got delivered and felt good and got some information. And now at the end, I sit by this lady. Yeah. I mean, is this how I'm supposed to end this great time that I'm having? Yep. And, and I was telling uh, the listeners before, 
that God spoke to me just as clear and said, I wanted you to see what bitter looked like. Yes. And I had made a decision at that moment. <laughs> That's not what I'm going to look we like. We ain't looking like that. We ain't looking like that. I remember we had that conversation yes. on our way home. Yes. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this sister right here. She will not be bitter. No. Because I was saying before, she even, she was, I, you could tell at one time she was a very pretty lady. Yeah. But because she had all, she had all this bitterness. And hate, yeah. It just it shrouded her. Yeah. It just covered her. It changed her countenance. And so I knew that that's not what I want to do. I also want to point out that, um, and I said it earlier, that I always admired you for so many things. But I remember when you moved um, back home, if you will, and I remember you and, and your son, you stayed with an aunt and you were saving your money and doing this and that. And I remember when you bought yourself a house, Tiffany, that impressed me so much because, and let me, let me confess this. Let me say that I had never had a, a job or a position at that time. I didn't have a career because I was still working on, you know, college or whatever, but I didn't have, I never had a job where I could take care of me and, and my youngins by myself. And I never saw myself as so independent that I could leave a situation, move to, you know, move back or move to a whole nother part of the state. And then turn around and buy a house by myself. I never saw myself being able to do that. And you did it. And you did it right there in front of me. And I was never, you know, I wasn't that hater friend. No. I was like, oh my God, you are freaking amazing. I just couldn't believe that that could be done, especially after giving up so much, you know, but then I thought about it. You know what? You deserved to be able to do that because you had made so many sacrifices for your, you know, your children, for your husband, for the ministry, for your family, your mom. And, you know, we've talked about being, you know, the oldest kid in the family and making those sacrifices. That's a whole before. other podcast. Yeah, a whole other podcast. You know? So we've talked about that. And, you know, it, I think being the oldest taught us to be more sacrificial, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, I guess it just depends on what it, what we were being sacrificial for. Yeah. But we, we were groomed, if you will, to be sacrificial and to put others first. Yeah. You know, so I admired the fact that you moved. I didn't like it, but I admired it. <laughs> But I also admired the fact that you bought yourself a whole house all by yourself. Thank you. And it was just amazing to me, you know, and um, you, you're my shero. You are definitely you keep me going. You keep me straight. You, you know, you're not impressed with me being Kim Irvin. <laughs> And I think that's what makes you and your friendship so attractive because you're like, girl, please. <laughs> and I'm not going to say what I want to say, so I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> oh, okay. So, 
let me say, let me, let me, uh, okay, because we're running out of time. Thank you for not, yeah, don't put me out there. <laughs> let the listeners think. I'm not saying a word. I'm kidding. some of my pride. <laughs> I'm going to keep my mouth <laughs> But life, life, I talked a bit about, about um, recovering after going through, um, a relationship trauma in my marriage. And I talked about, you know, I mean, and you know, you're, you're friends with my husband and I both, and, and you know, you always tease me and say, he's your BFF and I'm not, that's cool. That's okay. The two I'm, of I'm them, cool let me it. explain this. Kim and her <laughs> husband have been married for so long. They are morphing into each other and they are switching people. My friend is taking pictures of dogs and posting it on Instagram. And I, my answer to her at all times is, who are you? Who are you? And what did you do with my friend? Who my friend? Break her back. Also, I'm going to have to switch off the bishop because he's more like the old Kim, okay? Right. <laughs> you know, but I talked about a bit about you know us recovering and coming back from that yes. and some of the things that we did and and all of that. But I just want you to just share a few things about um, life after divorce. How how has that been for you? Um, in the very beginning, um, it was it was tough because. Um, like I said earlier, I had to fight the feelings of being alone. I had to, had, all my friends were married. Mm. All of my friends wow. were married. Um, I even had um, a minister tell me, don't file because then you'll be charged with the divorce and you're going to hell. And Gave me this whole big thing, which broke my heart, hurt my feelings. Um, but it was tough in the very beginning. Mm. It was very, very tough. Um, mm -hmm. And then leaving L.A. and I left Tevin um, with uh, Ronnie for the summer just so that I could kind of settle in. Yeah. But it was, um, it was the momentum of having exactly what my vision was for moving. Like I was move, I was buying this house. It was going to be in this type of neighborhood. Like I mm. could not get that vision out of my head and I just kept going. Um, wow. It wasn't until maybe a year after we moved into the home, everything was cool that I kind of looked over my shoulder and I was like, you got divorced in June and you bought a house in December. Like, how does that work? And I was never, I could never afford anything when we were married. Like it was wow. never, never. And so after it happened and I started realizing if you would just work towards that, you'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? To get something in your mind, see it and just keep going. Um, and that's worked so well for me. Um, mm. I was telling a friend the other day, she was asking me something. No, my sister, my sister Mia. Um, she said something about, well, you know, all I can do is go home and talk to the plants. And I'm like, I don't feel alone. Wow. I come home. I'm happy. 
I can yell when I want to, watch TV when I want to, listen to whatever Mary J. Blige song I want to, listen to Luke <laughs> Ford. If I decide to pick up and go to the water, it's a three-minute decision, and I'm out the door, and I don't have to check with anybody or talk to anybody wow. about it. If I want to have company, I can have company. If I don't want company, I don't have to have company. It exactly. is the most freeing, beautiful, wonderful relationship with myself. I love it. And I'm really, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, do I really want to be in a relationship? Because <laughs> they be talking and I'll be like, would you please shut up? That's enough. <laughs> We've had some laughs about yes. some, some people that you've talked to. Oh my to God, I was on the phone with a friend the other night and I was like, uh, could you go to bed? Like, I'm tired. I'm about to go to sleep. Like, yeah. wrap it yeah. up. And he's like, you're really getting off the phone with me? I'm really getting off the phone <laughs> with you. I've had enough. <laughs> so I, I, I said all that to say, I love my life. Um, mm. I love it. Do I wish, you know, I would meet somebody really wonderful? Absolutely. I'm open to that. Right. But for right here, right now, she good. Hey, <laughs> she good. That's what I'm talking about. She good. And, you know, being best friends with someone who is single and then you're married, you know, it's different when you're, say, if you're the married friend, but you're not happily married. Yeah. So, you know, you in your mind and in your body, you may feel single. So you're good with being with your friend and and, you know, that type of thing. But when you are I'm the married person and I'm happily married, I, I yeah. praise God, I can say that. Yeah. But I'm married and you're always concerned that your friend is OK. You know, I want my friend to be OK, you know, and even though I don't think having a man is what's going to make you OK. <laughs> but at the same time, I know that, you know, it would be something nice, but I am so secure or I feel so good and com and comforted to know that my friend is okay. She's okay with being single. And that is just so amazing to me that you're okay. And when you're okay, that makes me okay. Yeah. You know? So I want to just touch on one other subject. Okay. You have two sons. I have one. And um, I just want you to um, just give some quick advice to some moms out there who are raising sons because we raised our sons. Our sons are raised. They are who they are. They've done what they've done. Mm -hmm. You know, they are amazing people, not without fault. They are. But give some good advice to a mom who uh who is raising a son who pay attention mm. pay attention um our sons go through a heck of a lot and they don't say much about what they go through mm -hmm. and i will say that as my children are 30 and 25 i mm. missed a lot of things I missed a lot of things because I wasn't paying attention. There were so many other things going on in my life at the time that I didn't pay close attention um, mm -hmm. to certain things. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't 
make me a, an absolute great mother to talk about everything yeah. with my sons. I don't need to talk, 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 or lecture because within 10 to 20 seconds, they've already tuned me out. Wow. But when they are ready to talk, mm-hmm. be ready to shut up and listen. And listen. Wow. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I have the one son and he and I did a podcast as well. So listeners, if you um if you get a chance, go back and listen to that podcast, Mother and Son, Mother and Son Conversation. We had some candid talks um on that podcast. But I think one of the things that I'm learning um still in dealing with my adult son yes. is um to be available. Yeah. To be available because he and I have a good relationship, but I know that I can be, um, you know, overly therapeutic at times. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I can be that way. And so I'm always wanting to fix and help and, you know, and I just, I am learning to just be available to my son. Mm Um, And just love on them Mm -hmm. and teach them what the love of a good woman looks like, feels like, and sounds like. And I think that's so important for us as moms that we do that, that our sons know the touch and the voice and the smile of a good woman. So thank you for that information. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me today. You are such an amazing person and I just wanted to share you with all the listeners because you have so much to offer. You're such a good person inside, beautiful inside and out. And you are a person that um, to be admired. And so even though you're my best friend and we know each other inside and out, we know where all the dead bodies are buried. Okay. We always say that we have to remain friends. Yes, we do. Because. We know we're all the dead bodies. Yes, we do. <laughs> Go ahead and cross me if you want to. Right. <laughs> so people say people say they have dirt on each other. We got dirt, water, Ooh, bones, everything. everything. All of it. All the above. All of it. All of it. And so it has been a pleasure being your friend. So thank you again for being here with me. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you for sharing this time with me, um, Coffee with Kim, the podcast. Please continue to listen. And until the next time, take care and stay safe.